heard a song, but I don't remember Welcome everyone to the Little Bit Out West podcast. We're going to get just a little bit out west today. Today, I want to talk about the plan. A lot of people talk about how whatever's going on in their life is part of God's plan or whatever. So what does that mean though? I mean, what what is the plan? Starting at the very beginning, we know from Scripture that God had a plan. And in God's nature, God has the ability to know everything that's going to happen before it happens. We all sort of know that. So he knows ahead of time everything that's going to happen, and he made a plan to deal with all of that because he has a goal in mind. God's goal was to create people that he could have as friends. I mean, this is what the Bible says. Anyone who believes differently than that, I, I apologize if, I, if this hurts your feelings, but you don't understand Scripture because in order to believe that God wants us to just be a worm and be his slave or whatever, yes, there's, a, there's an element to that kind of thing because... We are like that with each other, aren't we? I mean, if you're my friend and I'm 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 your friend, we do things for each other. I'm a servant to you because I care about you, and you're a servant to me because you care about me. That's what makes us friends. This is the twisting that the devil does to the word of God and makes things makes it makes God look different than he really is. It it obscures his nature. The rebellion of Satan wants you to think of God as an oppressive overlord, master tyrant. That's what he did with Eve in the Garden of Eden. He said, did God really say you can't eat all these trees? And Eve said, well, yeah, we can eat the trees. We just can't eat that one tree. And Satan says, God's just lying to you. He just doesn't want you to eat that tree because then he won't be as special as he is, and it's going to make you better than you are. And he just doesn't want you to be better. See, this is the garbage that you hear constantly in our culture and in our churches. Back to the subject, though. Since God is just, since he is truth, he can't lie, and he has to do everything by the book. He can't cheat. His plan isn't going to be able to violate any rules. So, obviously, that makes everything very complicated. It's kind of like trying to get through a video game with no hacks, no extra lives, no help from a friend. You have to do everything right the first time. In Revelation 13, verse 8, the scripture says that Jesus was quote, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, what does that mean? God planned from the very foundation of the world for Jesus to come and be the sacrifice so that we could be reconciled 
with him. So, I mean, that one verse tells us so much. It says, that verse says that ever since the very foundation of the world, whatever that means, from the very beginning, God knew that man would fall, and he knew that he had to have a plan in place to fix man falling. That's profound. That's deep. You could just think about that for a long time. There's another verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says God, and these are thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you an expected end. His plan, his thoughts toward us, are for our good and that he has a plan in place. If we will follow him and obey him, he has an expected end or a goal that he has for us. God's intentions for us are always good. And he always knows the best and most efficient way to get from point A to point B. <laughs> However, I know from experience that sometimes the most direct route from A to B is actually, it actually looks like a detour. And what I mean by that, there was this day, and maybe you've heard me talk about this before, I was coming back home from the city where you used to live out in the suburbs, and I heard this little thought in the back of my mind saying I should go and take the back way to get home. And, you know, I thought about it for a minute. I was thinking about it. Okay, if I go that way, then I got to go down there and go down through this town and take this turn and all that. And I thought, no, it'll be faster. I'll just stay on the interstate. I can drive faster. I won't have as many turns, and I'll just go that way. But then I came around the corner, and here's this traffic jam. There's been a wreck, and it's going to take me an extra 25 minutes to get home because I have to get through all of that traffic and all of that slowdown. I believe that God was trying to save me 25 minutes to get me home. But I, I used my own logic to make the word of God to no effect, as the, as the verse says. As an example here, you can see that the plan of God to get me home took me out of my way, but it was a better way. And I think that a lot of times in our lives, we have these things come up where we're just sure that either God's forgotten that there's a plan or they think he doesn't care or or whatever. These thing, This thing isn't working out the way it's supposed to work out. But if we will, if we will get into that place that Peter tells us to be in where we can get rid of our worries and concerns and fretting and thinking that we know everything, then we can rest in our relationship with God, knowing that he's going to bring us to where we need to be. In order for us to be able to find our way through life and the situations that come up, we're going to have to understand what we talked about a few minutes ago, that God cares and he knows the right way to get you to where you're going. But here's the problem with that is you're going to have to listen 
<laughs> you're going to have to listen to hear what he's saying in order in order for him to lead you. He's not going to beat you over the head and he's not going to uh, kick you in the butt to make you go where you need to go. He's asking you to let him lead you. As an example of what this can be like, I'll just tell you this little story. I, I kind of did this little experiment. I was in uh, Bible school, and we had a break between classes, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to see what it's like. I'm just going to go try to listen to God and, and, and let him lead me moment by moment, see what that's like, and see if see if God can do that, see if he will do that. So I went into the break room, and I was wandering around, and I thought, I thought, you should go over to the drinking fountain. And, I, you know, it wasn't like a voice or something. It was just a thought that I had. I should go over to the drinking fountain. But I wasn't thirsty. And so I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why would why would I want to go to the drinking fountain? But I thought, okay, I, I've been, you know, I'm doing this experiment. So I walked over towards the drinking fountain. And on the way, I met this classmate. And we stopped and we visited for a little bit. And what I remember about that conversation, I don't remember the exact details, but I do remember it was a really nice conversation, and I really felt like it might even be something that when I get to heaven, we're going to find out that that conversation planted some seeds in them and in me and, and was a real blessing. And what that showed me was that if I will just relax and follow his direction, even when it doesn't look like I want it to look. This is the same thing that you see there in Psalms 23. It says that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we fear no evil. Well, how do you do that? The only way you can do that is to know that you're bulletproof, to know that you are being led through the valley of the shadow of death. Wow, that, that just really blesses me. So, you know, in that situation where I was going through the break room, you know, why didn't God just tell me, go talk to so-and-so? And I, you know, I don't know all the details. Maybe he did try to tell me that and I wasn't listening. Or maybe he was just doing that so that I could tell you about it. I don't really know what the, what the details are. And it, I don't know that it's really all that important. But it did show me that God will lead us if we'll relax a little bit, and let him show us the way. And now listen, I mean, we all have to deal with the fact that life is messy. It just is. Life never goes the way it's supposed to. It never goes, It you know, nothing in life is fair. Life stinks in a lot of ways. But that's the beauty of what it says in the 8th chapter of Romans, is that we're not under condemnation for not knowing everything. We're sheep. We're pretty ignorant. I mean, we're arrogant and ignorant. What Jesus says in the 6th chapter of Matthew is, don't worry about what you're going to wear, and don't worry about what you're going to eat, because God already knows what you need. But if you will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all of those things that you need, God will provide that. 
this is such a huge, huge, huge thing for us. And it's so difficult for us to understand it because we see how how messy and dirty life can be and how, you know, you see people who seem like, you know, well, this is a this is a good person. How come they were killed or how come they were robbed or how come bad things happen or whatever? And we try to explain all of that with our own minds instead of resting in God and letting him lead us through. And maybe, yeah, maybe we'll go through some things that are uncomfortable or whatever. Sometimes you go through areas of, of uncertainty and you see these terrible things happening. But as you rest in God, you know that he's going to bring you into, in Psalms 23 again, that place of still waters and green pastures. What the Bible tells me is that God is the one responsible for taking care of me. And he'll take care of me better than I can do on my own if I'll follow him. And if I don't follow him, then I'm on my own. I have to figure everything out and I have to do it all. And if you've been alive more than 30 years, you know that that's a bad plan because you can't figure it all out. You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not enough. And if you don't have a savior, you're in a bad place. You're in a hard place. God knows where he wants me to go, and he has a plan to bring me through to there. And if I follow him, it's going to turn out right.
Well, thanks once again for being here with me at the Just a Little Bit Out West podcast. We did get a little bit out west this week, didn't we? So, as always, rate and review. Tell all your friends and relatives about us. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to drop in right here and let you know about a podcast that I listen to. It's called The Wild Man and Steve Show. You can get it everywhere that podcasts are distributed. As Wild Man says, this is the intersection of faith, talk, and music. These guys interview artists from amazing bands, including Brian Duncan, Michael Sweet, Oz Fox, Q from Sweet Crystal, John Schlitt, Bob Hartman, and many, many more. I love the show. Of course, I'm a little biased because I edit the podcast. And I make sure you get a healthy dose of rock and roll along with the talking. Come on, feel the noise at the Wild Man and Steve show.